healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last man. That right there is a lot of it. Okay. Freaking, it's a little Still. Uh, at, at, at any rate. Um... Everybody surviving the lawsuits going on, frazzled nerves, the COVID spikes. We, we've all been named as defendants in a lawsuit by now, haven't we? Yeah, I think we've disenfranchised yeah. people somewhere. Yeah, I, th- I think that's yeah. the case. You know, I don't, I don't want my vote to count for anything. Really? The re- yeah. The remedy for I don't like how this other state did it is to therefore disenfranchise and invalidate an entire election. Like that's just common sense. Yeah. 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 Sure. It is. And the reason – the other thing I don't want my vote to count for is, is a best of, <laughs> which, which uh, you know – rest, rest, in, rest in power, best of. Rest in power. No, well, look, I'm, I'm going to read it right now. Um, so we, we – this is – we didn't do anything last year for reasons. Uh, and uh, the year before, though, I think we were – were we still in D.C.? I think we were. Maybe and and it was more like it was more like a feels cast. Yeah, uh, you're definitely not supposed to remember the best of episodes if you did it in person. <laughs> <laughs> so that that might that might explain the gaping that gaping hole in your memory. That is, <laughs> you can't even remember what city he was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is that is extremely accurate. Um, so but we did it more on like what music meant to us, and and this year like music has taken on a whole different meaning because of the pandemic. We have been, uh. Locked inside, so we have been. Some of us have like lost people. Some of the people have gotten sick. It's been it's been fucking rough, and we're gonna. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. Before I got get to that though, I do. We did make a list. Um, if if people are looking for what some of the best music that we thought collectively is, uh, this is in no particular order, except I would say the first one I'm gonna mention, which we are talking about later, actually, um, to Cyan Lee from Alabaster to Plume. I th- I think. Confidently among this group, mostly we can say like that's probably the best album of the year. Uh, below that, you have Source by Nubaya Garcia, Partners Never Give Up, the Bonnie Light Horseman album, uh, Sylvanesso, Free Love, but also With. I think that's a package deal. I, I think you you don't have one without the other. They're such an organic band, despite them using electronics for everything. Uh, but it, it really you saw this growth in them. And both of these albums are an extension uh, of them. And if you haven't heard, uh, if you haven't heard both, uh, correct that. Especially the With album. The With album is just that's magic. Uh, a late comer, Force Majeure from Brandy Younger and Desron Douglas, came out last Friday. Uh, we may actually do an episode on this, Wes, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because fuck. <laughs> it's, um, an album I'll mention, but uh, Americana by uh, Gregor Murray, Romain Collin, and Bill Frizzell. It's basically Americana stuff with Brothers in Arms thrown in. I don't know how that happened, but uh, and it's it's very uh, it's very chill. Um, and and I should note now a lot of this episode is going to be about chill music, and this list was a lot of chill music. Like as good as that Nubaya Garcia album is, it's very chill. It's extremely chill. 
um, Chicago Waves along that path. Carlos Nino and Miguel Edward Ferguson. Uh, international Anthem is all up in our list. Uh, that is, if you're looking for the, for my money, the best uh, sort of ambient and in fact, this is a live album experience of the year. You're gonna you're gonna go for that. Sweet for Max Brown, Jeff Parker. So I got dropped off a lot of fucking lists. That album is astounding. In fact, that was one of the first albums we we reviewed past Sunny Stitt, and it blew us all away. I know we were all expecting it, but it was like holy shit, this album's amazing. Um, and then uh, two albums we talked about recently: uh, Healing is a Miracle, Juliana Barwick, and uh, Silver Ladders, Mary Lattimore. There's a there, there's a, and those two are our electronic ambient stuff. Uh, there's a lot more music we talked about this year, uh, and that is basically our best of. And that's one of the reasons I sort of canceled the best of thing. Like we don't tend to waste our time talking about bullshit, except mostly bullshit. <laughs> but, but we, you know, it, it just, you know, if it's, if it's an album now in 2020 that we like, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're not going to waste time, uh, or at least a whole episode talking about, say, folklore, which <laughs> we'll get to that. Which I listen uh, to now. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, it worked. You're the second person I've gotten to uh, listen to Taylor Swift who does not listen to Taylor Swift for an end of the year thing. You're Paul. the first person who's gotten me to listen to Taylor Swift. Well, there you go. Take it as you will. The show is a success. At the very end, finally, our mission is achieved. Just a little bit more money in the coffers of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Uh, so, but, but what I want to talk about now is what we were talking about, about that, that how not just we've experienced music in, in the pandemic, uh, how it's maybe changed our listening patterns, but really uh, what, what we tuned into that were, enabled us to have some sense of normalcy. And there's a lot of things, exterior music, and I think that's a part of the conversation too. Uh, that did that, but really, uh, this was a non-standard year, I think, for us for listening to what we really dug into. So, Eduardo, I want to I want to start with you, and and because uh, I think you're probably the most sensitive person on this on this panel. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have feels. I, I I do, and it's not just Taylor Swift. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I was I've been trying to kind of think about. Uh, been doing one of those like what what does what does it all mean right yeah. uh, moments and even hearing you run down the list just now like it's it's amazing how much um, jazz and kind of almost like landscape oriented music yeah um, really meant a lot to people this year and it seems like um, and I was thinking about kind of who underperformed um, and and for my money it's generally sort of um, my experience, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to cast aspersions or uh, other, others may disagree, but in general, um, I was expecting a lot more out of singer songwriters and hip hop in the current moment. And I've, I felt like I didn't get it. Others did. And, and that's, that's great. But, but I, I tended to find that for some reason, like, I don't know if it was because those are both very word heavy genres. And I just Mm. felt like this year was not the year for words or something like that, or if it was just because I really wanted music to open up more space and time for me. And so that's why, you know, and we've talked about kind of, uh, Lattimore and Bernhardt and, um, and Barwick and sort of how, how those, how those albums really connected in a way that perhaps they wouldn't for a lot of us during normal times. That all being said, when it came to, to 
taped this episode, I went, I went straight to my basic ass, you know, Malcolm's loving roots and, uh, yeah. really, um, really thought about the records that I would, um, put on and go for a walk with that would make me sort of spontaneously burst into tears. Um, which brings us back to your point about my feels, Kevin. So yeah. it was a, that was a long, long way back, but I knew I was going <clears> to <throat> get there. Um, and, um, one of those albums, we're not going to play a track from it, but one of them that, that was the subject of some, some funny, uh, discourse over on, uh, G chat between me and Kevin was state champion send flowers, because I think I sent, I read this great quip by David Berman, who I spent a good deal of 2020 missing and wishing we had him to help us make sense of the moment. And, uh, so I came across a quote of his, that was something like, you know, if Bob Dylan were relevant, if Tom Waits had teeth, uh, they would maybe write music as good as state champion does. Um, and, uh, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in. And you put, you put that record on and from go, it's just sort of scruffy, overly verbose beard rock, uh, played out of a budget tour van. And it is glorious. And I think I, I messaged you, Kevin, and I was like, you probably do not like these guys, but I'm having a moment with state champion. Yeah. And you were like, in fact, I do know those guys pretty well. Like no one personally. So, yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, they're good friends with Mail the Horse. Yeah. And uh, members of their band sat in with Mail the Horse uh, on their last tour through the D.C. area. Yeah. Um, and stayed at my house, <laughs> as it were. So if, if any of the sort of pavement Berman feels are, are missing from your life and you want something new that hits you there, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to urge you to, to, to run out and, and listen to Send Flowers by State Champion. But the album I was really going to talk about was Francis Quinlan's Likewise. And um, a couple years ago, we, um, I believe I made you and Marcus listen to prior things uh, late oh, yeah. one night in your basement. Yeah. Um, off of that last hop along record. And I, I was really having a moment uh, uh, with them. And a lot of it is rooted in, in Quinlan's voice and her delivery. I just find her, her vocals to be this like incredible multi-pronged thing where it can be soft and it can be wild. It can be kind of scratchy and dangerous. It's just this unpredictable, volatile thing. And I think it, I think it conveys so much emotion and she came out with this fit with a, with her first solo album, which was recorded over a number of years with uh, with uh, one of her bandmates. And um, it feels personal. It feels like she's uh, the album is is a way that she's working through her own experiences and memories. And some of it is uh, there's some trauma there. There's some pain. Um, and maybe that's what made it sort of land so well for me. Um, but uh the song we are going to play is the second track off this. I think this was actually a single too, and, and you'll hear why because it's it's immensely catchy. It's called Your Reply. Stretching out to feed pigeons or a stray 
You know, you know Eduardo, I, I somehow thought for sure you were going to pick that album, and you did. Um, but because, like, and it was funny when that night you made us listen to that, like a week later, because it was near the end of the year, like, I don't think you could remember what you had recommended. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things got fuzzy in that basement. Um, So, and I was like, oh yeah, you really like, like hop along. You're like, I don't know who that is. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. But, uh, but, but here's the thing. And, and one thing that I think, uh, is, is a thing that happened in, in 2020 is uh if you were willing you you listen more so i have not heard that album that is uh, my version to indie rock basically like solidified this year uh so that's not passing through the <laughs> sieve here too much anymore um but the fact that you picked that let me know that it was something important i hope it um you know, I think I think her there's something that confident songwriters can do, which is, um, uh, you know, they want to obviously you're writing uh, lyrics and words because you want to convey something and you want to connect. And I think in general, you want to have, you know, you want you want people to be able to relate to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also okay to give yourself permission to say, you know, not everyone is going to get this. And a few people know exactly what this is about. And most of you don't, and, and hopefully you guys can come along for the ride. And I, I, I think, I think the, the, the gift that Quinlan has is that she's so perceptive. Her writing is so conversational and she's really not afraid to make a song specific and to kind of challenge you to figure out, uh, uh, what, what resonates with you. And so there's this like, standoffishness or this like opacity uh in in her songwriting that i find really appealing and it really makes me want to go back to uh to the songs and 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 kind of fight through them to see if i can uh understand what's what's happening there but there's no doubt in my mind that she knows exactly where her songs are rooted and and i don't know i can't speak for you wes or you philip but like it it definitely um feels like she's trying to connect like it's not it's not just a song it's not just a product she's trying to connect and that is like obviously super important in 2020. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. Um, and, you know, it, it was one of the many, many albums this year that I kind of, when I, you know, heard a little bit about it, um, then kind of thought, oh, yeah, I should check that out at some point. And, um, and yeah, I'll have to say, I mean, when did that one come out? Was that? It was, it was, um, the digital release. I don't think mm-hmm. the, the vinyl shipped until like mid year, but I feel like it came out like in March or April. She yeah. was supposed to mm-hmm. tour. In May, I think okay. that was one of the concerts that when it was canceled, it really yeah. I was thinking stung. that it was sometime in that kind of March April time, and and um, and yeah, I don't know that I would have been here for it at that point. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't hear it at the time. Um, but I'll say, like, I, just, I really enjoyed that just now, and um, and yeah, I think you know, connection is definitely something that you know we're all. We're all certainly needing um, at this point, and 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 we're needing we're needing to find it in different ways than we have in the past, um, and you know, that's something that's one of the many key themes of this year. And uh, so, yeah, I can see how that fits really nicely in. So, so Philip, um, you, first of all, you did this project, which is fantastic that kept you connected. You and your bandmates could not be together and you collaborated and made essentially an album, (laughs) you know, um, as, people who make music on on 
this panel right now. Was there a point in that? First of all, I know how important that was to you. I know how important it is to, to other musicians. But was there a point where you were just lost the connection to want to like create music? Uh, no, not for me. I'm that's really baked into me as far as I mm-hmm. how I emote and how I deal with things. So I wouldn't call it luck, but it's somewhat pleasant byproduct of tough situations is that the output increases. Um, And I've just been doing music for so long, you know, not in the band that I'm in currently, but just over the course of my life writing music that the real kind of meditation for me is get out of the way, like, it's going to come, don't overthink it. And then like when it's kind of, you know, uh, uh, not dumped out, but when it's all kind of rushed out, then let's look at the pieces that we have and okay, how does this assemble into something workable and okay, now this needs to go in this song. And this seemed like a good idea at this point, but there's a time to engage mentally and there's a time to just let it come out. I wasn't always prepared to engage mentally this year, um, which is part of, being in a band part of what's great about being in a band is like, I just can't do this, but maybe one of the other four guys in the band can. And then the other side is there was enough natural output that I didn't feel stressed. And, uh, you know, the, the hard drive is overflowing right now. So there's plenty, whether, (laughs) you know, it keeps going or not. Um, but yeah, it's weird. I had the exact kind of opposite reaction to what I'm working on is that I cut off from it and I lost the bandwidth from it. Mm-hmm. I think Wes, you'd lost the bandwidth for, for making music too a little bit. Yeah. I had a very productive spring and summer, um, which is interesting because oh, yeah. that was when I was like personally mm-hmm. struggling the most. Um, and so good, <laughs> like necessary really needed at that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the last few months have not been bringing very much um, new stuff my way. You know, it's a good time to go back through old recordings and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, release some stuff that I, <laughs> that I have been sitting on, but, but yeah, it, it has kind of stopped. Yeah, and I couldn't until – I don't want to say the election, but it was uh, the summer basically. It just stopped flowing, everything and, – and that includes like listening to music. And it's going to explain a lot about towards the end of this episode. <laughs> but like how you consider – because uh, what you said, Philip, you know, it being there is is a comfort, right? Your love of music. And when it's gone, that's actually a scary thing. Hmm. Um, and it can go away. Yeah. Um, especially like when you're like emotionally stressed, uh, psychologically stressed, physically stressed. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, so for me, it was, and for a lot of people, I think it was a struggle to like find your way back to that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you a funny story on that too. I, I, we had just kind of started, uh, our band four, five years ago, six years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. We were about a year in, and so we were getting into a rhythm, and I just hated guitars. I hated yeah. guitar music, and I could not be bothered with it for, for the love of me. I thought, well, this sucks. This is a guitar-driven band. This is going to be tough. But <laughs> it, it, it morphed into something, and like you said, it does, you know, with time, it comes back. And so you, you never yeah. know how to predict those things. So it's It's a terrible part of the human condition that we're somehow – uh, like our adaptive mechanism seems to be to cut ourselves off from the things that yeah. give mm-hmm. us joy and make us feel alive when we need them the most, whether it's 
you know, you get depressed and you cut your loved ones out or you can't, you know, feel or emote through music. And it's just, I don't, I don't know what, what that biological mechanism is, but if someone could just pull it out of my brain, I would, I would be forever grateful. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're working um, on that. <laughs> Good, thanks. <laughs> um, so, so as far as other people's music went though, uh, I know, uh, I know you got into the dead a little bit more this year. Uh, been enjoying the Hornsby Philip. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And, uh, but, but what, what was something that really helped you out, uh, through this year? Well, it's, this is a nice time to reflect on it because I might've said different things at different points of the year, but I can now looking back, um, Chris Richards, who's a, the Washington post critic had recently posted something on Twitter about like, what are you listening to? And I, I wanted to not guess. I wanted to look factually and I've just been, according to my Apple music, just really going through music, like at a crazy rate. Um, and, but the one thing that I've really been going back for to is this Olafur Arnold's, uh, piece. Remember it's the opening track from his album of the same name. Uh, he's an Icelandic piano player and composer. And, um, it is sort of electronic music, sort of post-classical sort of like uh, it's kind of nearly a lot of things. Um, I recently learned that he's a percussionist. He was a drummer in a punk band or several punk bands back in the day, which really makes sense. Not because it's um, aggressive drumming, but there is some really tasteful and purposeful drumming that is added towards the end, which with, um, I don't want to say it's not exactly ambient, but it's sort of, his music moves at a at its own pace, a very slow pace, but then the drums come in at the perfect time. Mm -hmm. And I find that percussion is sometimes the missing link in electronic looped music like this, um, yeah, yeah. which he, you know, I, I'm throwing out a lot of things, but he really does fuse all these genres into one. And uh, at his best, his compositions really build into something that you're like emotionally invested in. And he does a lot of, um, I don't know if he does a lot, but he, he seems to do some syncing and score music for TV. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of my work situation this year, YouTube has been my main way of listening to music. And a lot of his visuals wow. are very moving as well. He seems to have a really keen understanding of what could go with the music that he's working on and how um, picture and, and sound can kind of elevate things even to another level. So uh, this song has been really impactful. I really like the music video. It's interesting. And um, he also released a new album this year, which has got some yeah. really nice moments isn't, as this well. This isn't from this year. No, this is from right. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, got hip to it a few years ago. Definitely liked it back then. But at some point this year, I, it came back across my, you know, transom. And I just, I've been kind of fixated on it. I listen to it pretty much every day. Awesome. And by this pretty is, much, uh, I mean every day. <laughs> <laughs> this is Remember uh, by Oliver Arnolds. Thank you. 
Please tell me the discography is like 20 releases deep and I have a long, a long, a long deep, rewarding dive into his catalog. It's, it's pretty long. I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, there's there's a lot to um, to dive into with this guy. He's pretty exceptional. I, I I thanked Ed earlier for bringing in a song that I hadn't heard. Uh, you know, now I'm thanking you, Philip, for bringing in one that I <laughs> that I have, but haven't listened to enough really recently. And um, I mean, one thing, like you know, I I'm now wishing that I had listened to that song more often this year because it's um, <laughs> I mean it's just gorgeous, and that is a lot of the like general atmosphere that I was really needing this year. Um, and it, you know, it's it's a funny thing. I mean, I honestly, on the whole, I prefer Arnold's work without the beats. Um, he does it well. It's just, you know, it's I, when I'm leaning towards something more on the kind of, you know, neoclassical side, I, I tend to be a little bit more of a purist. But um, but that's one of the pieces that I think really benefits from and then that it's kind of, you know, it, it shows how well he really does that, you know, and um, mm-hmm. and it's just so, so completely stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sometimes he'll go full house and I, yeah. I like that too, but I yeah. don't know that it has the same... Um, it doesn't weave the same tapestry as what's right. going on in that song. Yeah, he does it well still, but but yeah, yeah. I feel like it. it, it I don't know. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to to describe exactly why <laughs> why it doesn't work quite as well. But yeah. uh, but it's just so perfect in this piece. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it is fascinating to me that we all uh, went very ambient. I I I mean. And I've talked to a lot of people who did the same thing. And I don't think it's Omnian as having a moment. <laughs> Maybe it is. I, I hope so. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> the 10,000 things, folks. The entire catalog's up on ba- yeah, You need to like increase how much that costs. It <laughs> yes, now costs $700. <laughs> it's worth every penny. This is what this is Wes's yeah. case study and like planting himself and making the culture come to him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All um, one big research project. <laughs> but you, Wes, you're, you're a jazz guy. You're an ambient musician, ambient, whatever, however you want to say it. Uh, and you didn't, you didn't necessarily stray too far. You did for this show, <laughs> which I thank you for. I thank you for immensely. I always do. This is why we're friends because, right. like, we can. I mean, all of us here, we can just say, "Here's some music," and we'll yeah. listen to it. And it's either like, "That's amazing," or like, "What the fuck, dude?" Let's <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen to to the chicks for the first time this year. I do. Right? Yeah. I did. <laughs> so that's yeah. yeah. I, I and another album, which we haven't here. mentioned, but another album, which well, then we have mentioned that. So, but but but, you know, you are in that chill mode. But so, what were you? doing to remain there well yeah it, it's an it's it's a really interesting question um because yeah i mean a lot of it i think i think one of the reasons that so many people are turning to just like soothing sounds in general and that can mean so many different things um you know calming sounds or whatever you want to call it um is because yeah we're, we're trying to keep ourselves sane in a very very challenging time period and um I mean, yeah, it's an interesting thing. You know, by no means was everything that I connected with this year soothing or gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
Irreversible so, entanglements. Irreversible entanglements is a perfect. I mean, yeah, that <laughs> that's not one that you put on to just kind of lie down on the couch and take a break. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, I mean, lie down forever. <laughs> forever and take a break. <laughs> the the beginning of the uh, live Angel Bat to Weed album, which is just like oh, yeah. score, like that's intense. Um, and um, but but I mean, it, well, it, yeah, it's an interesting thing because I think, and similar to what you were saying, Philip, like. I would have answered this differently, definitely at different times a year. You know, um, there would for a very significant per- percentage of this year, if I had, you know, knowing that I was going to be on this show talking, like having this conversation, um, that it would be anything except Sia Balela by Ashar Gamedza, um, you know, would have stunned. And, and I, I mean, I still like that, that, that track just blows me away, but, um, yeah. And the other thing, I mean, the, the only thing that's a little counter to what you said, said, Kevin, is that I did. I spent a lot of time, um, particularly in the kind of late spring and early summer, and then you know through some of the summer, um, going on walks with like pretty wild free jazz records. A lot of the like seventies yeah. loft scene, like really pretty, pretty out there stuff. Um, and I think that in a lot of ways, like you know that that kind of just represents the the different needs that I personally had this year. Um, can, yeah. can we pause and, and recognize yeah. the importance of walks this year? Oh, yeah. As far as like, and, <laughs> and, and then and then what you discover when yeah. you walk with an album? Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing you actually at one point say something, Kevin, on the show um, about like no no critic sits and listens to the albums. I don't remember the context. I don't remember what you were talking about. Yeah, there's no, something no, no, you no, basically yeah, said yeah. of like you got to be moving you move to really kind of Yeah, yeah, you got to integrate mm-hmm. it into your life. And like for, yeah. and most recent examples like so Harold Budd uh recently passed away and I know that he is somebody that people revere and anything but somehow this happened that I had never heard his music. I'd heard his name, never heard his music. I walked his first album along Lake Michigan. Philip, you've been here so you know where that is and uh and it was so affecting. Mm-hmm. And had I not done that, I don't know if that music would have actually hit the way yeah. it did. I had that experience with Sylvanessa is free. Uh, you know, same thing. And that that I had to stay down there for a while. Was- <laughs> <laughs> Recovery time before you can yeah. walk back. Yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, it, yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, when I I. I, I Harold Budd's death didn't, I mean, you know, it's not something that I'm super sad about, but he has a big influence on me. He's somebody I listen to a mm-hmm. lot. Um, well, now that and, I hear it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> <It should> be, <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I, I sent you a G-chat very shortly after I saw that news. You know, I like saw this rumor on Twitter and then like did a couple searches, didn't find anything. And then, you know, a couple minutes later, I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this seems pretty clear now. And I, and I remember shot you a message. I was like, you know, this probably isn't your thing, but, you know, do you know Harold Budd? And, um. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, his his stuff is just gorgeous. Um, <clears throat> had that happened maybe a week before, maybe I would have been bringing one of his pieces in today um, yeah. instead. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is it is a, a good time to just pause for a moment, especially after listening to Oliver Arnold, who I'm sure is a Harold Bud fan. Um, you know, this is a guy who worked. Um, you know, most drew drew his name um, from working with Brian Eno, but. Um, you know, and then Cocteau Twins, um, Robin Guthrie, um, and put out an album that I actually didn't even know was coming out. I think I think many people didn't know it was coming out until just a couple of days before um, before he died uh, with Robin yeah. Guthrie and gorgeous cool. stuff. So, 
I think we uh, should acknowledge how many of us email Kevin and say, this is probably not your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Two of us today have stories like that. We are, are, you, that. Are, you, are you now 50% of PR people? <laughs> I exclusively messaged this... him about Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I figured you were on the Antonoff thing. I, I, yeah, I know exactly. you got that covered. Yeah, yeah. More Jack Antonoff content is what I said. Yeah, that's 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 what I love. That's what I that is what I crave. Uh, but but so so in the chill zone, Wes. Uh, yeah. You know, Harold Bud always is involved. Always, yeah. I will, I will say last thing. Like what I found interesting listening to this, and this is why music is completely wild, is that having never heard Harold Bud, I automatically or instantly was like, I maybe need to retire two of the songs I'm working on <laughs> because they sound like they're ripping off Harold Bud. That's how deep. <laughs> an artist can integrate into society. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when you're that, stealing from them and you haven't heard them that <laughs> also, <laughs> also Eduardo, as soon as they put that on Apple music recommended a moonshaped pool. So I don't know. What oh. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's, that's strike one, Harold. <laughs> this is not the do. best tribute to Harold, but, uh, <laughs> but, but your music, what you listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, it, it really came down, um, I mean, once we set aside Sia Belayla, uh, it really came down to two pieces of music for me this year. And one of them um, that I'll just mention really briefly um, was uh, Alice Coltrane, Journey, and Sachi Dananda. Um, Alice Coltrane has been getting a lot more talk the last few years. Um, I'd say, honestly, five, ten years ago, um, the vast majority of people, even people who are relatively familiar with John Coltrane, wouldn't have known that his you know, second wife was not only just a musician, but, but a absolutely just like stunningly amazing, um, composer and, um, piano player and, and harpist and, um, on and on. And, um, there's, you know, both of the, the pieces that I am really talking about, um, tonight are, are under the kind of, you know, large jazz creative music umbrella. Um, yeah. and you know, that, that's the older one. Um, but it's just th that whole album, but particularly the opening piece, which is called Journey in Sachidananda, um, is just one of the most magical things I know of. Like there is healing powers in that record, like there is in Harmony of Difference, um, you know, like there is in Alabaster de Plume. Like, and, and that's a lot of what, for me, was just really most needed. There was something about that kind of the magic. I, I also didn't really handle much music with words, or at least words, words in English. Um, this year just wasn't really connecting with me. Um, I think I was just honestly lost in my thoughts and my memories and, um, you know, um, or in trying not to <laughs> think and remember. Um, and, uh, well, word, words seem to have failed us as a people. Yeah, exactly. So, I certainly I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's time. <laughs> maybe it's good that we reject them. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it was just a time for us to just listen to a lot of sounds, you know. Ed, you were talking earlier about like, you know, soundscapes are like, I forget exactly your wording, but you know, I kind of, I think of audio paintings a lot, you know, and it's just like, we, we, maybe we just needed something to take us someplace because we couldn't go places a lot of this time, you know, and stuff like that. And, um, the only other thing I wanted to say about, about Journey and Sacha Dananda is that on election night, um, you know, when I knew that we weren't going to be getting any news and, you know, not for a while probably, but obviously the anxiety was there, you know, and I was just like, I came up to my studio at night as I always do. And I was just like, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do tonight. Like, I'm not going to, yeah. not really going to be working. Like, I don't feel like listening to my old stuff. Like, I don't really know. And, and I just picked up my bass and I just like sat and played Cecil McBee's bass line to the, to Journey and Sacha Dananda pretty much just like over and over for almost an hour um 
and it's just yeah there's just something healing in that music and um but yeah the one that that i'm gonna play um today is is a out of nowhere discovery i came across it on Bandcamp um this year and i don't even remember if it was just featured or um if it was a recommended album or, or what but i stumbled upon it at some point um kind of in the spring and um you know i've sort of said a bit about this on, on other episodes but i i was pretty lost in grief um in the spring i had a very very deep loss um <clears throat> right before COVID hit. And that's obviously right. a pretty challenging time to be processing something like that. And, um, so I was, yeah, I mean, the, the need for soothing music was, was amplified, um, you know, and, and it was for all of us, but, um, but certainly for me and, um, and something like Alabaster de Plume was just so good at, um, just kind of being there and steady. And, and so this album, um, that it hits in a very similar way to the de Plume record, um, for me. And, um, I don't actually even know for sure what this band is called. Um, I th- it's Wanv or W-A-N-V or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Um, but anyway, it, it is spelled W-A-N-V. Um, they are a Swedish-Finnish um, jazz group. Um, and there's just... This one and, and the De Plume, as I said, they hit very similar for me. There's something that feels very old-fashioned about the music. Um, both of them kind of almost feel like they're like sampling old lost, like big band era tunes and then kind of like reworked somehow or something like that. Um, this one definitely is playing off of, um, I, you know, I I am not educated enough in this music to, to be able to say this more accurately, but, but, you know, European folk musics, um, kind of, you know, broadly, I would say, um, and Strangely, there's vocals in it, which um, they aren't in English, so they were okay for me this year. But I generally am not a big vocal jazz fan. Um, and um, but yeah, I just I just found myself putting on this album um, pretty much every morning for a series of probably five six months um, of this year, and um, I just never got tired of it. Um, just kept yeah. wanting to hear it. Um, so, well, let's hear a track then. Yeah, I'm sure butcher the the pronunciation. Oops. I, you know, we have uh, 500 episodes of butchering pronunciations, <laughs> and that's on <laughs> us. That's Just not. There's no excuse for that. Visa from Vadstena. Visa from Vadstena. Vadstena. Yeah, we'll go with that. Hopefully, sounds, it translates nice. to this is fantastic. Du kan vila dig på 
Thank you. 
that a secret I, I like so many times was prepared with my hey this is probably not your thing email <laughs> but I was afraid because I was like after the reaction to a shark Amenza, I was just like I'm not going to tell him about anything else that I really love this year because he'll just tear it apart that's exquisite that, that, is, that is absolutely it's, exquisite that is uh, yeah. you know one thing is we wind down this every year like there's more time to listen just to listen Instead of listening, I actually have to take action on it. And, mm-hmm. and that's when, weirdly, I find, like, my best experiences with music are. Because even if something I miss, like, I, I, you know, the the concern of and, and anybody who talks about music, like, shouldn't be like, are you right? Did you did you get the, you know, best thing out there? Did you, did you join the consensus? It should be about what you like. And, uh, and that's, it's really hard to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing that I, I hope a lot of people were able to do is to start leaning more on, um, on Bandcamp. And I know there's, there's been a lot mm-hmm. of love and, and rightly, you know, rightly so because Bandcamp has really been kind of a, a beacon Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, I think for those of us who are sick of like an algorithm that just does not understand that you do you don't want to listen to Mac DeMarco um, to, <laughs> to, borrow, to borrow a point that Drew has made before. He's like, I don't know what it is with Spotify. Like they just cannot. I downvote it. I don't listen to it. They keep pushing Mac DeMarco on me. If you don't like that and if you miss the days when you would walk into like a cool bookstore or video store and there would be staff picks yeah. made, made by humans with a with yeah. the point of view and, and, uh, that, you know, recommendations that were lived in, um, Bandcamp really filled that niche for me. I know that once a week I would just sort of go on there and, um, I'm not proud to admit how much I spent there, although I guess it helped artists. So maybe I should be proud. Yeah, you should. You should, you should be, yeah, proud, you should be proud on behalf of those of us who are in grad school and couldn't spend as much as we wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're still yeah. turning to Bandcamp, you know, at least for the recommendations. And, and to that point, you know, we, we've seen a, a, a huge uh, rebellion against streaming, Spotify in particular, but uh, this year. And I, I said before, we've we've covered that long ago. I don't necessarily want to get back into it. Uh, this is a good time for to really look how we can affect a cultural shift into doing exactly what you're talking about and to be more active with, with what we listen to, what we, I mean, we decide what we put in our bodies, right? We decide on our food. We decide on our like liquor. We decide on like, you know, who we associate with, like our, you know, the, the energy around us. So it just seems logical that you would decide to start putting good stuff in your ears or at least think more about it. Um, I've long said that the best way you can listen to music is just count on listening to it once. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. Mm -hmm. Your life isn't that busy. 
But Wes and I were talking about people being busy. I think here right now, Eduardo, you are actually busy. You're the busiest yeah, person I know. That's legit, but you're not even close to the busiest person that I've known. <laughs> and, and, you know, so we, we prioritize stuff. And that's okay. But, like, call it what it is, a priority. Mm-hmm. And then if you prioritize this just a little bit more you do that you look and you see especially like a band camp day you see like all those albums flying by and people are buying just pick one and be like i don't have to pay to listen to it you know i can and, listen to it and decide yeah and, and one other thing this is this is a slightly different take on what you're just saying but kind of riffing off of the pick one comment um i think Sometimes about when I had my first MP3 player, and it was this little square. I don't remember what it's called. This little square thing, it held about twelve yeah. songs. You know, and I would go onto whatever site it was at the time and download whatever I could find. And like, I mean, it was amazing. It was when I was first like getting into like Incredible String Band and like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds and like all this kind of amazing stuff. And like, I would have one track by them, and like, you know, twelve tracks listening on the subway, like in from Brooklyn to New York, and just like over and over those songs. And obviously, there are incredible benefits to having access to as much music as we have access to now like mm-hmm. it allows you to to check out anything just about anything out there and, and find out if you're going to be into it or at least give it a try or whatever and um and s- there's so many benefits to that but i miss those days of really getting to know something and i will say that this record um connected me on this level because for whatever reason i just kept putting it on in the morning right and I don't know, like, well, I mean, decided. honestly, I felt like it was complacency at some points of just like, I literally, my brain will not process right now to put on something else. So I'm just going to hit <laughs> that one again. Um, but because I did that, it has now become a part of my, of my year in this really, really integral yeah. and necessary way. And, and that's an interesting thing that we're going to be talking about in, in a few minutes is that like how, you know, your bandwidth reduced in in many cases to what you could process. So it is like about getting in wh- when you need it, like what you can uh, really process that you reached out for something new that you hadn't heard says a lot about you. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it is one way people process this. Yeah. Uh, and again, we will get to <laughs> there's a dark side to this, <laughs> um, but we're not there yet. Uh, we're going to talk still about 2020 the, after all. We're, 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 we're going to talk about the good side of this. Um, I mentioned this as as what I consider the best album of the year, uh, Alabaster to Plumes to Cyan Lee. Uh, it is a collection of instrumentals from sort of patched together a little bit from his earlier albums. Uh, he he uh, works through a place called Total Refreshment Center uh, in London and is uh, – when, when we say – when we talk about vibes or good vibes or positivity, there's a lot – there's a lot like encoded in that that people would laugh at. Like, oh, how can, you know, why would you be like that? But the reality is, is that those things actually make a difference and they make the world a better place, in my opinion. And uh, because it allows people to reset. And so you could have your blood pressure could be like spiking to the roof. And then if you just have something that is like a good vibe, you can find some sense of balance because balance was a lot of this year. Mm-hmm. You know, we can string, swing to extremes. So, you, know, you can be like busy like you, Eduardo. Uh, you can be like creating like you, Philip, uh, or just like neurotic like you and me, Wes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you can do all that. But but it, what is important, and every year it's important that you find that that line somewhere in the middle that you can still walk 
Otherwise, you need to get help. Um, and I know a lot of people have, but I also know a lot of people who haven't. Uh, and and so I take this moment to say you should. Like if, if you're thinking you need to get help, please get it. If you're uh, not thinking you need to get help, please get some. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you need, uh, you know, music can do a lot and it can, it can do, a, it can, it can help some, but if, yeah. but, but, you know, don't, don't ask music to do music is not a licensed uh, healthcare professional. So it's, <laughs> and, and it's and, not covered by Obamacare. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but this music in particular is um, such every single person I've talked to has heard this. The first word out of their mouth is healing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember an album in the history of this show that we've talked about like this that that is truly that. Uh, and this was literally just a thing that I think Wes, you and I heard about, and we're like, let's just check this guy out. Yeah. And within a day, it was like, fuck. Right? We knew he was tied in with all these other things that we've been talking yeah. about and yeah. being interested. And it's like, oh, I'll check that guy out. And it certainly was not what I expected. No, <laughs> stylistically, it is a little bit all over the place, which is is sort of his 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 mo here. Uh, this particular track taps into uh, classical music, taps into like uh, Japanese music, and then something completely else. This is what's missing off of Designly. Thank you. 
I need to thank both of you guys for uh, for that pick because I had I had somehow uh, missed this album um, up until a week or two ago um, mm. when uh, when backstage we were all arguing about the best of <laughs> <laughs> best yeah. of list and uh, and Kevin uh, told us that the site's number one pick was going to be the Alabaster to Plume record and I was like oh right I need to I need to go back and check that out and it was. Um, Healing, healing is a really good word for it. I mean, it's 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 um, such a uh, it's such a such a moody record, but in a mm-hmm. in a way that um, that feels um, deliberate and filled with intent, and um, uh, it it has sort of a like more of a composed or more of a structured vibe than I, I was expecting. I'm thinking of like the Chicago Wave record, which is just right. an attempt to replicate stillness with sound. And it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and this was different from that. There's like a, there feels like there's a design and you're moving through something here, but, but God, what a, what a lovely uh, musical artifact. I have spent more time with this album than I am in the past five years. Um, some of that time has been one of my rituals, uh, which is not healthy. Uh, I will will say that right off the jump is uh, after Daria goes to sleep on a Saturday night, we have, you see many pictures of our record setup here in Wisconsin. It's a nice built in and there's a table uh, there. And um, I run the headphones from the stereo and I put on something on the record player. And then I proceed to sort of drink myself into oblivion. (laughs) We're, is, we're we're laughing out of recognition yeah. and out of a sense and, of and, collegiality. And, and over the summer, it was when it was like really like uh, because pairing the if you don't know one thing, the one thing you need to know about Wisconsin is not that like we're ruled by just GOP bullshittery. The, the summers here are possibly the most gorgeous in in the country. They're absolutely amazing. I can't remember when you guys came up, Philip, but it was it's it's gorgeous here. August. Yeah. It was awesome. That was beautiful. Yeah. And uh pairing that with not being able to share it with people mm. was a big tax. It's a tax we could pay. I mean, we're fine. But it was still it was like, oh man. <laughs> like knowing how it can be. And so that was taken out on that table and this album. Uh, and 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 many many others. I mean, there was a lot of like uh, Super Tramp. There was a lot of Steely Dan. <laughs> there was a lot of. Uh, there was a time I listened to like five REM albums in a row, starting at one a.m. It's not a, you know, but uh, you know, gardening at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. A, a plus, A plus. <laughs> but 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 this in particular was when I just needed. Um, when I started to feel a little untethered from that line I was talking about and just needed to get back to it. And so, so personally, like I used, I used music this year. Like music as always, I have, I've tried to sort of serve music, like being like, okay, I'll talk about you. I'll, I'll present you to other people. I'll make it and like, just do it. But this, this year I actually used it. I was like, no, you gotta be here for me, dude. Well, <laughs> like, well, there was there, you know, there's sort of a lot of the music that we've talked about, I think has a, um, it's, it's meant to be consumed 
as a solitary pursuit, you know, that's yeah. not, I mean, I enjoyed the Jesse Ware album or the Dua Lipa album, yeah. but you know, but, but like, what's it for? I can't go out and listen to it with people. Yeah. Like I can't be, you know, it's not yeah. like those shouty choruses, yeah. like they're not, you can't, that's really not, that's not personal music. There was, there was one moment you mentioned earlier, Eduardo, the, uh, the rap hip hop, just not sitting as well with you. And there was one moment when Travis Scott did the McDonald's collaboration and then released a song called franchise with MIA. And it was the only moment that hip hop really transcended for me this year where I mm. forgot for three minutes that I was, um, that this was happening. And I th was thinking about McDonald's and shoes and other things that yeah. I like to think about while I'm listening to hip hop. <laughs> well, I, 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 that was, was, that was another yeah. strategy in music, right? And yeah. I think that's why singer songwriters didn't fare so well this year is because singer songwriters tended to like probe the depths of the emotion. And at some point you need escape mm -hmm. for, for whatever reason, like the, all the music that we've been talking about, uh, and, and how we all lean into like ambient or at least like instrumental music, like you don't you, you aren't provided that. You have to think about it. You have to focus on it. You have to center yourself in that place to appreciate it. Otherwise, it just goes by in the background. Um, but hip hop historically has never done that. It's it's confrontational. It's in your face. It's supposed to be informative, and and so it is actually no surprise that like it wouldn't necessarily meet the moment. Uh, and that's not a bad thing. It's just no fault of its own, except for that. If you're looking for that, like, joyous thing that you, you're you just thinking about McDonald's, <laughs> you know? It, which like, is even better than eating McDonald's. <laughs> thinking about eating McDonald's yeah, is much better, better than eating yeah. McDonald's. You don't have to it's, deal with the post-eating part. Exactly. Yeah. No, <laughs> no it's, it's way better. And, and, and for that, like, artists who were able to do that deserve like the, the the biggest props this year that understood that like sometimes you you need to like get outside yourself you don't need to like have a song like look at a song they tell you like you should reflect now about all your feelings <laughs> like, like no you need something that can give you escape and and this instrumental stuff this instrumental stuff we'll, Eduardo we'll talk about this on a later episode but um one of my favorites is John Williams from, from like the first music I've heard. And the reason was because it was like, I, it just took me on a journey. Yeah. There's it. We were all looking, I'm, I'm trying to make this not sound clumsy. Um, it's possible that we all sort of converged on more ethereal and abstract music because we were all looking for something that was not the music that we knew. And mm -hmm. for most of us, except for Wes, that's not, you know, there's sort of like, uh, you know, that's, that's like a part of my balanced, my healthy plate, right? There's like roughage and there's this. And so, you know, some of it is kind of like heady brainy music, but, but, um, this year in particular, um, the reason it all, it all felt so different was because, you you needed it to take you somewhere and that somewhere was not toward other people which is normally the function that you want music to have you want you know the partner record the reason there's some there's some pain in that for me is because i really want to be in some unsuspecting venue uh, when those two just tear the fucking roof off of a place that has no but idea also, that they're coming for it. But, but, but I don't, uh, we don't get but to do also, that. But also, how happy are you for those two that have, like, 
found themselves so completely in there. There's, I, I've been, uh, I don't know how many of our listeners are Star Trek fans, uh, but I have been burning through Star Trek Discovery. It is a fantastic series. It is one of the best like sci-fi things I've ever seen. But there's a line at the end of it for one of the characters of, of the second season where they said, I was just happy that I was there when you, to see you find your heart. Duh. <laughs> we all need that. Right, right, and like that was the partner record for me. Yeah, I, I was just like they had it, but then all of a sudden it was like, oh, man, and you could feel it. I, and, I, and I guess the argument there is that you're sort of feeling uh, the record is the culmination of their journey, and you can and you can sort of mm-hmm. feel their their uh, travel to that moment um, in the joy of the record. Yeah, yeah. Phil, were you going to say something? No. Oh, just that all the all the. Um patterns that i had in my listening schedule in my life you know to extend it to zoom out um you know wake up go to the metro in the morning listening to x type of music or a podcast and then listening to x type of music when i'm working out or whatever anything like that the whole routine has been blown to shreds so it's like that i was searching for music in a completely rhythmless existence which changed a few times for professional reasons and for other reasons and just like because i'm you know it's just all these things that i was like oh i'm completely unprepared for everything right now and so i don't even know what music to put on i don't know what will you know there's a but at the same time there is a sort of normalcy to oh it's wednesday this podcast comes out i'll listen to that and then i'll listen to this thing and then i'll listen to this that was completely like if you ever had a you know, maybe a hungover thought of like, I'm going to change this pattern. I'm going to get, it's like, well, this, this year, like things just, you know, everything was obliterated. And, and it was like, it was just on top of what you said, like it was new rhythms or maybe just free floating arrhythmic parts of life that you were trying to, to score. Or, or it was rhythms that you weren't recognizing. Yeah. Which is, brings us to the dark side of this. <laughs> the really dark side of this, um, it, you know, a lot of people think that this site is based on uh, the album Third Stage, uh, which I, I, I will tell many you. People are saying, <laughs> many people are saying. Rumors going around. I will tell you, I, I, I was in a chat with Wes and uh, no surprise while I was – we'll put a picture of this in the show notes. I'm, I'm literally building a new basement. Uh, in our home in Milwaukee, Philip. Hopefully, when you guys come through, you'll play Cactus Club, and then you'll be able to like party down there. It's going to be fantastic. But uh, playing the whole time, and I mean the whole time, it was on repeat while I was like sawing and, and building shit. Was Boston's third stage, <laughs> <laughs> and Dar- to the point that Daria came downstairs, it was like about like three hours into it, and she was like, "That didn't take long." um because she knows my heart but uh but the point is is like it's not about boston's third stage boston's third stage is where i found that you can find absolute like beauty in uh music that many people deem ridiculous and maybe it is ridiculous but it's still like people like no matter what it's outside of your your uh, like zone. It's outside of like what you prefer sonically or whatever. But it's still like people talking about being people, and there's a lot of beauty to be had in that. Which brings me to like some dives that I went in <laughs> at that table that I mentioned here. Um, 
And one of them is I grew up in the 80s. And I don't know how many of you guys have heard these playlists. I mean, I know you have in my house, but uh, I have this long playlist list of basically every year of the 80s. One year on the site, we actually had people write about every year of the 80s. It was amazing. Um, and 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 it enables you to time travel back to a better place, which is exactly what I did. And what I leaned on more when I couldn't find anything in new or recent or or something uh, that people were like, this is exciting, was fall back on what I know. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Like, I think, you know, more than ever, especially like in 2020, just speaking politically, we, like, we are so siloed in all of our lives that we just cannot accept anything in. And if the really... I think bad part of this pandemic that's going to come out of it is that it it reinforced it built up those walls and pushed you into a silo, and it certainly pushed me into a certain type of silo. Uh, that silo is soundtracked by Chicago, and and I want you guys to listen to this. Not well, I I just want you to listen to this. You know me, and and then I'm going to come back and you, I want you to guess why I'm relating to this. So much. So here you go. This is Chicago of Chicago 17. Hard habits break. Forever. Another illusion I chose to create. You don't know what you got until it's gone. And I find out a little too late. Trying to shake Do 
I'm gonna read some, some poetry for you. <laughs> you don't know what you got until it's gone. And I found out a little too late. I was acting as if you were lucky to have me, doing you a favor. I hardly knew you were there, but then you were gone, and it was all wrong. I had no idea how much I cared. Now, being without you takes a lot of getting used to. Should I learn to live with it? But I don't want to. If that's not a fucking metaphor for like what we've gone through this year, none of us want this. None of us want this. I, I, I and heard somehow it, Chicago predicted this <laughs> in the mid eighties. I, I I I heard it more as what uh, as like Sam Hill's internal monologue when Gus and Gizmo don't want to play with him. Those are my cats. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that that that's that's valid. But uh, you know, this is a song that is arguably uh, written to cocaine. You know, they're talking about their love of cocaine and stuff, but but they they really tapped into something on their seventeenth album, no less. <laughs> tapped tapped into something that was was uh, universal in a way that we could not have predicted, like. 30 some years ago, 35, 36 years ago. Um, and, and my point is, is that like what this whole thing, this whole experience has forced me to do was really go and start reevaluating all this stuff. I love this stuff, like un unapologetically. I do love this stuff. But there, I do recognize that how much schmaltz is involved and I recognize how much it is of the time. But it's also, there's also stuff in there that is not of the time, that is universal. And being able to like really like cut off everything and then spend time with this has been one of the greatest joys of this year and uh, I mean honestly of my life because and it's it's driven Daria crazy because she hears this shit but at the same time like we can pull up pour some sugar on me on YouTube the other night mm -hmm. and she's like God damn this song fucking slaps <laughs> and it does and and and. And it, it really like sort of has refocused like how to how we appreciate music uh, here in this household, and and what it all means to us. Like and and it, and forced me to a point. This is how far it went. You thought that was dark. Uh, this is how far it went. I think Tunnel of Love may be Bruce Springsteen's best album. That's Phillip. Well, hey, listen. If there's one thing I've learned from being an active member of the private Bruce Springsteen Facebook group. That you have to apply for. <laughs> and I've learned a lot. It's that all Bruce takes are acceptable and welcomed here. Wow. Wow. Where are you on that that opinion? Oh, I love Tunnel of Love. There's four yeah. songs I'm putting on regularly on that album. It's terrific. Is is one of them one step up? Uh let's see. I should count it. It's um, tougher than the rest. Uh, yeah. Tunnel of love. Um, brilliant disguise, and then maybe that's the the other one. Yeah, I mean, it's... Hey, do you guys want to you guys want to hear a little bit of this? Oh. This is one step. Always listen, listen to this. Not, listen not to this. really, but <laughs> <laughs> woke up this morning. The house was cold. Checked the furnace; she wasn't burning. Went out and hopped in my old Ford. Hit the engine, but she ain't turning. Giving each other some hard lessons lately We ain't learning The same sad story, that's a fact 
One step up and two steps back Bird on a wire outside my motel room But he ain't singing Girl in white inside a church engine But the church bells ain't ringing Sitting here in this bar tonight But all I'm thinking is I'm the same old story, same old man One step up and two steps back I'll try it out. <laughs> I'm going to read you some more lyrics. You ready? We've given each other some hard lessons lately, but we ain't learning. We're the same sad story, that's a fact. One step up and two steps back. How how 2020 is that? <laughs> I'm more interested in how it applies to your cats. <laughs> same, same same situation actually. Okay. <laughs> well, we've taken a turn. My my only issue with it with the tunnel of love uh discourse is that I think it's discourse. not even <laughs> is, that, is that I think uh Bruce Springsteen's Tunnel of Love is not even the best tunnel of love because I prefer Dire Straits' song oh, Tunnel of Love oh, oh, um, off of that. making movies. I so, think. so 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 to that so to that end, like you know, you prefer that. Like what old stuff like really old stuff, classic stuff have you guys leaned into? And it can be stuff that you like you wouldn't normally admit, or it could be just stuff like that you're like, yeah, this is obvious. I listen like, to so wow. much Tom Petty this year. Uh, the oh, Wildflowers reissue got me on it, oh, but man, then, it, I, then I was just man. digging deep, and and that soundtrack he did um, in the '90s, I didn't even know about. She's that. the one. She, yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah. About it. So so much yeah. good stuff. I mean, what a master of the craft, and and to think about how he thought about production choices and when he was doing what and why. Full Moon Fever sounds so robotic and, you know, with Jeff Lynne and then Wildflowers yeah. is the exact opposite on purpose. And it's just like such a thoughtful, he, I love all of Tom Petty's music and arguably a lot of the best songwriting was early on. But I think as like a, the master of the ship, like he didn't, he really was in full control, like in the late 80s, 90s, which is interesting because that was a little beyond maybe his you know hot hot shot rocker days but like that's when he really knew i think I'll, what he was doing i'll deliver a, uh, this may, may be a hot take on on tom petty or, or not but it is something that like solidified after i got that set um is that i don't like the the hits were so sporadic on the heartbreaker stuff that was more like legacy building mm-hmm. uh and and wildflowers is his legacy mm-hmm I, I think even like you mentioned like how uh, Full Moon Fever sounded robotic. It does. You know, it's great. There's great songs on it, and, yeah. and I, I own I own all of them. But it's just like by the time you get to Wildflowers, the, the, when the night I dropped the needle on that reissue, I I had bought from a local record store here like a, a bootleg because I just wanted it on vinyl, and it was ripped obviously from a shitty MP3 source, which is what people do with bootleg vinyls. But uh, drop the needle on that thing, and it was just like it, the room just lit up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, this is back in the world now." They did. They, yeah. they did do a beautiful job with that. With that reissue, it really. Um, it sounds. It sounds glorious. 
It is. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, it's, it's an interesting, um, I think history is going to be written and rewritten on Rick Rubin so many <laughs> times too, because <laughs> yeah. that, that record is, I mean, what a, what a pivot for him. And, and it's like, I think he really was under, he did understand how to make that for Tom, in my opinion, because it just sounds so together and so full. So you were going to say it, Eduardo? I was going to say my my going back was um, was I was finally I think prepared to um, Led Zeppelin, uh, not Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I was I was I Greta was Van just Fleet in all a, the way. <laughs> was was I was just in a Facebook discussion about this. I still maintain the case against Led Zeppelin is much stronger than the case for Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, My, Miles is Tutu um, hmm. was really a record that I had sort of like not. Um, properly engaged with, um, and I was surprised how much, how well I remembered it. But it was for some reason that uh, I just woke up one morning with like a strange craving for uh, for that record, and um, it's it's gotten a lot of play since then. Yes, well, U.S. <clears throat> um, well, a, a couple things. I want to just give a quick shout out to um, in 2020, just to some of the um, vinyl reissues, um, just because we're finally getting some amazing reissues. So a lot of the Blue Note, um, the Tone oh, Poet geez. series is incredible. The Blue Note 80 that they're now extending into Blue Note Classics, like those just sound amazing. I haven't heard the Wildflower, but um, you know everybody's raving about it. And so just a real quick shout out, like when you're talking about old music these days, like a lot of these vinyl reissues are they're finally really nailing at a price that some of us can sometimes occasionally afford to buy a record, you know? Um, but um, I'd say, I mean, there's actually, <laughs> this will be brief, I promise, even for me. Um, but uh, there's kind of three things that come to mind. One is that I spent a lot of time with Tom Waits this year. Um, you know, we, <laughs> we were talking about him off mic earlier, but um, funny as I'm saying that I, that I wasn't really connecting with anything with lyrics this year, but this is this was actually the year that I got, I mean, I've been a Tom Waits fan for a very long time, but, but that, for some reason, like how good of a songwriter and lyricist he is just really clicked for me this year. What, um, what did you what find? Era? Oh, sorry. Yeah, what did you find um, now that, that you, you weren't finding before? Yeah, that's an interesting thing because my favorite is still Rain Dogs. Um, mm-hmm. I've been working through developing <laughs> acoustic guitar covers of most of that album um, through this year, which has been a really fun and strange experience. Um, but the first, um, the, really the, the first five or six. More, sorry? The run of like the first five or six songs yeah. on Rain Dogs is yeah. is arguably the strongest five yeah. song run. Exactly. Ever. Especially for yeah. like a kind of new adventurous sound, you know, nobody had quite done before and all of that. That's yeah. really hard to top. Singapore, um, Clap Hands, I think yeah. it's Cemetery Polka. It's um, so good. Uh, Jockey, Jockey Full of Bourbon. Jockey yeah. Full of Tango yeah, Till They're Sore. Like that is fucking out of this world. And obviously stuff like time, you know, stuff like that, you know, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like th- through a lot of his career, but mostly that kind of not the earliest records or the, um, you know, the, the released later, like compilation stuff. Um, but you know, mostly kind of the like later seventies into the eighties stuff, but kind of throughout, um, but two others that I'd actually like to give a quick shout out to, um, are actually things that my wife puts on all the time. Um, and it's kind of a really interesting thing. Like she, she loves music, has great taste in music. Um, you know, we share a lot of same taste, um, her tastes aren't quite as broad as mine are, but um, but it's really interesting. She has her comfort albums, and you know, here we are really talking about what our comfort mm-hmm. albums um, were this year. And there's two in particular, um, one of which I've known and loved for years and kind of fell in love with again um, because she loves it also, and one is new to me. Um, 
The one that I've known and loved for years is Julie Cruz, um, Floating Into Night, I believe mm-hmm. is the yeah. correct title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's just like, I mean, you know, any of us who grew up on, like, who, who I wouldn't say grew up on Twin Peaks, but who watched Twin Peaks, um, you know, it's just like. There's, there's a concert video for that one, too. Oh, it's yeah, so good. It's good stuff. So good. And, and that's just such a beautiful, ethereal, lovely album. Um, so it's been really cool to hear that one a lot lately. Um, the other one that I did not know um, prior to Aaron is um, Joni Mitchell, Turbulent Indigo, um, yes. which, I mean. <laughs> There is not enough good that can possibly ever be said about Joni Mitchell, um, but that album I had not known um, other than you know the couple songs I would have heard on the radio. Um, but my God, it's good. I don't think I know it. I don't it, think it, I do. It is, it, it is, it is oh. wild when you like find out about a Joni Mitchell album. You're like, I didn't yeah. know that. Philip knew it. Philip's like, yeah. yeah. I've been on such a kick recently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so been, good. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's, my fiance is is. Huh putting on Joni Mitchell every day and where yeah. it's like so fun to listen to stuff together. And that's yeah. just a point where it, it's great. Yeah. I mostly prefer her acoustic stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just <laughs> that type of music. I tend to go acoustic. Um, and, um, and honestly, like I need to dig a little bit more into her jazzier side. Um, but, but yeah, that one, dude, it's just an mm-hmm. incredible album. It took a few listens for me to really connect with it, but now I, I just love it. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, as we wrap this up, uh, you know, we were going to go into some uh, Taylor Swift talk. I think uh, maybe we'll just talk about it. We have we ha- I have two empty episodes before <laughs> five hundred. Well, so, in, in, so in five hours, that, yeah, in five hours, so five think, hours from now, the entire Taylor Swift landscape about, will shift. Yeah, I think <laughs> we can talk about uh, folklore and ever evermore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say about that. Uh, as a preview for that, you know, um, I have no idea what you're going to say right now. And it's right. very exciting to me <laughs> <laughs> is that the, the existence of not one, but two and a, and a, a, a special a Netflix special or whatever it was on Disney plus. Uh, D- yeah. Disney plus, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, for Taylor Swift is, is proof of how, uh, so much didn't change in 2020. And uh, and 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 we'll we'll start with there when we come back and uh, and Philip Eduardo, uh, we'll figure out a time to do this in the next week or so. I I'm not necessarily going to include us, but uh, but I would love. You know, have, now that uh, I have listened to folklore, I feel like I kind of have to be involved. Okay, all right, <laughs> oh, hell yeah, all right. We'll, we'll reconvene all with right. this. Um, but 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 I want to dial this down with uh, just saying we're going to go out on a song, uh, and. I hope everybody's okay out there. I hope they're. Uh, I hope they have people like you guys that they're able to talk to, because this has kept me okay yeah. um, without fail. And whether it's not we're doing this or whether not email or sharing track, like whatever it is, this has kept me okay. And 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 if you don't, I, I you know, reach out, find somebody. Uh, I just and and if if you know of people, reach out to them. Just. It's important that this is this has been such bullshit this year, <laughs> <laughs> such bullshit, and uh, and yet we have somehow reached close to the end, not unscathed at all, but at least uh, not too many scars. So, uh, yeah, we're yeah. almost we're almost at the end, everyone. Now is not the time to do something stupid. 
Yeah. You made it this you made it this far. Now is a terrible time to get sick and hospitalized. Who cares if the vaccine's around the corner? Stay stay home. Stay home. Yeah, and, and I hope people who, who who really struggled with this realize that they're stronger than they thought they were. Um there is like we in this these four people right here, we haven't really given up much. Yeah. Uh, we are extremely privileged. Uh and but I know people that are just as happy that have. And so just keep remembering that and uh, keep on going on. And with that, I want to, I want to play a song that this is uh, my friend, Skylar, your friend, Skylar, good as actually recorded a version of this, but I, I mentioned the Gregor Murray album. Um, this dropping this year was one of my favorite things because this is one of my favorite songs because it is one of the best songs. This is uh, Wichita Lineman. Uh, next time we talk, we will be talking about Taylor Swift. So we'll see if you. Thank you.